Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Morning, church. How are you this morning? Sure, I can see this is the warm service. Um, just uh, your attention to one of the announcements on spiritual family. You know, God wants to make all his children grow and mature. He does not want you to remain a baby spiritually for the rest of your life. And one of the key ways that God does that is he creates a place where you can be planted and rooted. How many of you understand if you have a plant outside of the soil that is not rooted, it will not be able to take advantage of all the nutrients that are coming from the place where it finds itself. And many people go from one church to another because sometimes they like the worship at that church. They like the announcements at that church. They like the offering at that church. They don't ask for offering at that. <laughs> and so they hop around not realizing the liability that it will cause to their walk with God. And also, in order for you, there's some room here in the front for those who are looking for space. In order for you to grow, God will use people. And it's so important for you to be rooted in a spiritual family where you've got people around you. Iron sharpens iron, so another man sharpens another man's countenance. So we've got spiritual family coming up. It's on the 13th of July on Saturday in the morning. And what you will find here is we will disclose to you everything that relates to the spiritual family, who the leaders are, what our values are. And if you find it consistent with where God is leading you, it would be important for you to commit and actually become a part. Amen. And there are so many more things that you will learn then. So I really want to encourage you on that one. Amen. Awesome. During the first service, um, I just had a sense that there were a couple of people that God wanted to minister to and touch. And so I'll just give those words at the end of the service. Please come through. We trust that God is going to minister to you anyway during the service. There's a woman here. You're struggling with some hair loss issues. God wants, that's true. God wants to touch you. Someone else, you're start struggling with certain growths in your midsection. God wants to touch you. There's someone else you're struggling with tooth pain or gum pain. God wants to touch you. There's somebody else you hear, you, you get pain in your joints, especially in your ankles. And then there's a couple here or more. You are fighting because of money. And God wants to intervene in that situation. So if that's you, God is ministering to you starting now and... And at the end of the service, please come. Some of the issues are discreet. That's fine. We really want to create this place as a place, freedom from oppression. You come here, you trust God that he will do a miracle in your life. Amen. Awesome. All right, so we're starting with a new series today. It's going to run over about four weeks. And it's a series on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The, sh the services are a bit short <laughs> for all the various manifestations that we would like to cultivate and permit. But I think what is paramount is just that you understand the word of God concerning this area. 
it would be so important for you to make note of what we're teaching and apply it. In the first couple of weeks, we'll start teaching about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We'll also teach on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We might have some demonstrations. But it is important that you realize that this is not only for the preachers and for the ministers. It's for every single believer. Touch your neighbor and say, this is for you. Free. Free gift. You know, nowadays, not many things are free. Even some... Never mind. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here this morning. Lord, reveal yourself to us, Lord. And we may walk in your ways in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the, the thing that distinguishes Christianity from any other faith, even the, the great monotheistic religions of, of Islam and Judaism, they believe, they believe in the God of Abraham. And the Christians also believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the manifestation and the revelation of God that we see from the scriptures is that God is a triune God. He is a trinity. And the scriptures themselves might not contain the term trinity. But as you go through the word of God, you have a revelation concerning who God is that has three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what makes Christianity Christianity is not going to the place of worship in order to give God what is due to him, but God coming to you and residing inside of you. Christianity is actually a kind of evolution. If any man is in Christ... He is a new species. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a hybrid man. He is a man that has the the soul of a man and the spirit of God in him. He is not like other men. And so the word of God begins to disclose to us the nature of God. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and formless. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters, over the deep, brooding. And God said, let there be light. And light came forth. And the Holy Spirit was the executive person of the Godhead beginning to effect the will of God starting in creation. These three persons are one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord. And so it is critical that you don't separate them as Many gods. The term Elohim, in the beginning, God created. That God there is Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created. Elohim in the Hebrew is almost wanting to say the gods. But God. God. (laughs) Do you understand? And Timothy 
The letter to Timothy from Paul says, Great is the mystery of godliness or the Godhead that God was manifested in the flesh. And so you must understand this is a mystery that no one else has except the church. All other religions will have some kind of obscurity in their relation to God. But we understand because his son has come to reveal him that God is three persons. And when I say persons, don't think of humans. A person has a will. They have emotions. Okay? So it is important that you realize there are three persons in the Godhead, but they are one God. And this only comes by revelation. How many of you, you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? If you don't believe that, please give your heart to Christ. <laughs> You're in the wrong church. Right? How many of you, you don't just believe it, you know it. You will, you will argue to the death. Jesus was born from a virgin. Were you there? No. How do you know it? How is it a conviction to you? It is revelation. Do you understand? How many of you, you know and you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? He is alive today, yes? If you don't believe that, you can't be a Christian. Okay? And so, there's history and facts that tell us that. But how many of you have been there? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? No. And yet you have a conviction. How? Revelation. Do you understand? This trinity, this engagement with a triune God is by revelation. He reveals himself like that. You understand? Now, when we say Father, Son, Holy Spirit, many people tend to have the sense that the Holy Spirit is the third person. We even call him the third person of the trinity. Meaning, almost like as if he's third in rank. And he's third in level. And he's third in power. He's third in position. Wrong. The Holy Spirit is God. Co-equal with the Father. And many times when we say, I prayed to God. It is a superficial truth. When you look deeply, you can say, who were you actually communicating to? The Father? The Son or the Holy Spirit? And you will notice that they are distinct persons because the Son, when he was on earth, was praying to the Father and he wasn't praying to himself. And the Apostle says this. He says that I'm using human language. Some of these things, you have to be praying in the spirit and you begin to just understand. It's not because your own human understanding captured it. Yeah? So the Holy Spirit is God. That's number one. The Holy Spirit is God. John 4.24, what happens is that Jesus meets a woman at a well. On his ministry. The woman that he meets is a Samaritan. The Samaritans are Jews who were mixed with the Assyrians. There is, they, they, had, they married into the enemy of Israel. 
and had children called the Samaritans. This is why there is this enmity between the Samaritans and the Jews. To the point where when the disciples came and they saw Jesus speaking to a Samaritan, you have to look around like, where are the cameras? <laughs> Jesus. And the woman actually tells him, you are a Jewish man, why are you speaking to me? Going on along, she begins to perceive that Jesus is prophetic and he says, oh, I see that you are a prophet. And then she begins to explain to Jesus how this well was built by, our, by their father, Jacob. And Jacob's well was symbolic and then she begins to say, and we are the ones who worship at this mountain and etc., etc." And Jesus says to her, you Samaritans worship that which you do not know, but we Jews worship that which we know because salvation is of the Jew. And then he says, the time is coming and now is when the children of God will worship him in spirit. Those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God does not want some kind of, I, my intentions are good, I'm closely relating to something that somewhat looks like God. No. Accurate relationship. Accurate relationship. And this is what the Bible says. No one has ever seen the Father except the Son of God who has made him known. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father halfway through another door. Only through Christ. And many people say, no, why are the Christians so exclusive? If I, I'm relating to God, I'm trying to be a good person, I'm a loving, care, caring person, but I don't believe in Jesus. How is it that I cannot get to God? The realm of the Spirit does not operate like your backyard. You can't just come and go as you will. There are regulations in the realm of the Spirit. This is why the Son of God had to be incarnated. God could not rescue us, just come out of heaven and do it. There are laws that relate to the planet that he has put in place that said mankind must rule here. And if there's going to be a redeemer, he must become flesh and blood in order to come in line with the principles that have been set in this realm. And therefore, the Son of God must be incarnated. And so, God is a spirit. If God is a spirit, then the Holy Spirit is God. And when you relate to him, you must relate to him as God. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in reality. They that relate to God must relate to him in spirit and in reality. And the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was revealed very superficially. The people in the Old Testament almost did not have enough proximity to really know the nature of God. So, so God is a spirit. And what makes him God is one, he's eternal. Hebrews speaks about the eternal spirit of God. He was there with God from the beginning. He is God. And there is this fellowship 
which John speaks about, he says that the reason why we are writing this to you in the epistles, we are writing this to you so that your joy may be complete and so that you also might have fellowship with us because our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. Oh, what he's saying here is that we are brought into an association of deity. If you think of the concept of being adopted, you are being adopted into the God family. This is huge. It is not just go to church on Sunday. It changes your whole nature and your position in creation. The Holy Spirit is eternal to his present everywhere. Psalm 139, where shall I go from your presence, O Lord? David speaking. If I go to above, you are there. If I go below, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. The Spirit of God is omniscient. Omniscient, omni, all, science, knowledge. He knows all things, yet the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2. If you read 1 Corinthians 2, it begins to explain, and it says that no one knows the mind of a man except the spirit of that man. No one knows the mind of God except the spirit of God. And the spirit of God has now been brought to us so that we are able to know the mind of God. And then he says, and we have the mind of Christ. And now the spirit of God dwelling in us knows our spirit and this fellowship is at a depth that no one ever fathomed your relationship with the holy spirit can be deeper than that of a lover sometimes you are married and you are like eh, my wife doesn't know me there is someone that knows you there is a relationship that is deeper. Then it says, he taught the apostles all things. Speaking to God's, the Holy Spirit's omniscience. Then he was involved in creation, as we've spoken. In the beginning, the Spirit of the Lord was hovering. And so you realize that the Holy Spirit is the one that is from the throne. It says he proceeds from God. Julio, come. So if God is here, the Holy Spirit is a proceeding spirit of God. This is why they say God is here. And in the other church, they say God is here. And then in the other church, God is here. And for those who have been hoping churches, they are like, how can someone, this can't be. <laughs> it's because the God he is in unapproachable light. No one has ever seen God. No one can see God. But the Son of God has been manifested. He is known as the Word of God. And then the Spirit of God is the proceeding, the proceeding Spirit of God, the presence of God that goes out. And He is 100% here and 100% here. It's not a portion. Oh, Holy Spirit, you only came 45% in my room? <laughs> no. He came 
in your room. So that you are not saying, Lord, it's because you are only here 22%. This is why it didn't work out. I will be with you always in my fullness. So the, the Holy Spirit is God. When you begin to relate to him like that, the fear, the spirit of the fear of the Lord comes upon your life. I'm telling you, if you've ever been praying a lot, and you get to certain realms where you are now getting so sensitive that you perceive things. And you almost say, oh, 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 oh let me stop praying right here. <laughs> you know, and you are like, Lord, <laughs> what was that? You are praying for the presence of God to come in your room. <laughs> stand up, stand up. <laughs> switch on the light, switch off the praise and worship. So the spirit of God is God. Great is the mystery of the Godhead. And when, when Jesus comes to receive the church back to him, and they are transformed, and the limitations of the body are removed, and they have certain revelations that previously could not be known, we will understand. It is our portion. It was what God wanted to do with Adam from the, the first instance. Have a sit call you. So God, God is, the Holy Spirit is God. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a person. And the worst thing that you can do to a person is ignore them. Before we go to a person, I must share this. Let's go to Isaiah 11. This is huge. It's huge. And it's beautiful. Let's read together. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Who is Jesse? The father of King David. Remember, the root of David. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. It's speaking about the genealogy of the Messiah. It's speaking about how there will be an offspring in David's lineage coming from Jesse. Because the anointing is done in Jesse's house. The promise to David that he will always have an heir on the throne of Israel is made in Jesse's house. And Jesus is the eternal heir of Jesus to the throne, of, of, of David to the throne. So it says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse and from his roots a branch will bear fruit. Next verse. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom of understanding and counsel and of might and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord in revelations when you read it it speaks about how there are seven spirits before the throne of god the seven spirits which are before the throne of god. it speaks about a stone that has seven eyes what is the number seven meaning perfection eight means new beginnings in biblical numerology. So seven means perfection. It, it means completion. It's the entire Holy Spirit. If you can call it that. Now in the Old Testament. What is important to note. Is that these spirits manifested. And when I say spirits. It's spirit. The Holy Spirit manifested. Dynamically in these different ways. You look at Samson. Samson anointed Oh, the angel comes to his mother and his father's house and says, you are going to have a son. You must never let him drink wine and you must never let him cut his hair. 
And he will be a judge in Israel, delivering like a hero. Delivering Israel against the Philistines. And the Bible says that the spirit of might would come on Samson. This is power from the Holy Spirit. And, and whenever opposition would come against Samson, he would shake himself. And then might, the spirit of might would be upon him. You remember Daniel and Joseph, who are advisors to heathen kings. Even when others come to conquer, Daniel stays next king. Daniel stays next king. And Daniel has the spirit of wisdom and understanding. You remember when, when Solomon asked God for wisdom? It was a manifestation of the spirit of God. But in part... Remember when I was saying 20%, 45%? It was happening like that. But on Jesus, he has the full spirit upon him. Give us an, the, the menorah. The menorah here is the lampstand that is supposed to be in the tabernacle of Israel. As they were going through from Egypt to the promised land, God took Moses up the mountain and gave him revelation concerning the temple of God. And he said to him, build it exactly the way that I showed you. And inside there are three parts. There's the outer courts where sacrifices are made. There's the inner court where the, where the different um, um, rituals are performed. And then there's the holy place or the holy of holies where the tabernacle of God is and where God manifests himself on earth bodily, materially. And so this menorah here is in the halfway, in the inner court. It has seven fires coming from the one. It is a representation of the Holy Spirit. And this fire may never go out in Israel. It must burn. The Hereros know these things. <laughs> it must burn and burn and burn and burn. Amen. And so, the first spirit is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. No, the first spirit is the spirit of the Lord. Okay? Lordship. Next, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Spirit of might. Understanding. We already did the Lord. Wisdom. Counsel. Knowledge. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, these things are manifested and available to you. Hmm. Ask your neighbor, then why, why are you always complaining to me? <laughs> if you are so full of this spirit of counsel and might, and why are you always complaining? Say like this, I have the spirit in me. I have, me. I have help from above. So number one, the spirit of God is God. God's intent was not that the spirit of God will come in part. Okay, give us number two. Number two is God's spirit has a personality. Oh, wow. Imagine you get to know God so well, you know his personality. Wife, just look straight. Because <laughs> some are like, yeah, I told you, you have to know my personality. <laughs> you want to know God so well that you know what he likes. Not because, let's see if God likes these things. And no, 
because he's dwelling in you. The Holy Spirit has personhood, meaning he can be related with. Oh, wow. To the Muslim, blasphemy. God is too holy, too far. And what happened in the Old Testament was the Holy Spirit would come in part because men had sinned. Remember what David said. After he had an adulterous affair with his friend's wife, Uriah. And the wife was Bathsheba. And then he killed the wife to make sure. He killed the husband. Thank you. You are passing the test. <laughs> he, killed, he killed the husband, Uriah, his friend. He killed his friend, Uriah. Because the girl fell pregnant. It was going to be a scandal. Killed the guy, put him in the front of the army. And then married the lady. To say no, in Israel, if your brother's wife dies, you have to marry her and give her children. I'm just doing my... <laughs> what he wrote in Psalm 51, he begins to repent and he, he prays this prayer. And then he says, Cast me not away from your presence, O God. Let not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of, of my salvation. And renew a right spirit in me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, and renew a right spirit with. Cast me not away from your presence, O oh Lord, and renew. And you cannot sing that anymore, Christian. Why? Because David did not have a promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. David had sins that could not be washed away with the blood of bulls and goats. But then the Messiah came. He made one sacrifice for sins forever. To deal with your sins so that God never has to turn his back on you or remove his spirit from you. Therefore, it says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. But he will not leave you. It's like a good spouse. They can be grieved. But when they come to the door to walk out, they say, ah, let me go back. The Holy Spirit has personality. So the way that we relate with God is different from the way the Old Testament people were relating. And yet, it seems like they have more. Lord, give me the portion of Elijah. Lord, give me the double portion of Elisha. Lord, give me the... I want to be like David and Moses and everyone. And they were looking to you and say, Lord, can we be like that one? Whose sins are taken away. Whom God does not hold their sins against them. To whom the Holy Spirit will never be removed. Who have the access to God for generations. You have received something. And when you begin to understand that the Holy Spirit is not in heaven. Holy Spirit. <laughs> reaching. Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you just want where is the mountain? We must pray at the mountain. Why? And the astronomers really ruined everything. NASA ruined everything for us. Because we thought that Jesus was just above the clouds. And then when they saw the telescope, the earth is round. So these people praying here are praying up. These people praying here. <laughs> Are 
to avoid all that confusion, <laughs> you must know that the Spirit of God has come to you. So when you pray, and you must know the Holy Spirit is with you, we'll get that. So he has personality. One, he's referred to in personal terms, John 15. He speaks about he. When you speak about something that is inanimate, you say it. But when you speak about personhood, you say he. Alright? Then number two, he acts as a person would act. Which is, he speaks. First Timothy 4 says, the Holy Spirit says expressly that in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They will be uh, heartless. The Holy Spirit speaks. In your life, have you ever heard the Holy Spirit speak to you? This must be not only warnings. It must be fellowship. Koinonia. It must be partnership. Julio, come. Come. It must be partnership. So when you are going through your situation, when you are going, and the Holy Spirit is not on your side, just by the way, but obviously he cannot be in me for illustrations. <laughs> so when you are in your burning situation, you're going through the fire, you're going through the waters, you must never have a sense that you are alone. Mm. Never. You must never have a sense that you are disadvantaged. Never. Because of the abilities that come with, with the Holy Spirit. It's God with you. It's God in you. All things are possible. He created what you see. He created you. Everything was made by the Spirit of God. And you have him with you. Some of us, if we had Superman, that guy from the movies, we would feel, ah, I'm fine. Maybe you worship Superman. <laughs> Wakanda for L. And it is so critical that this must be a renewal of your mind. Why? Because when you didn't have a born-again spirit, these things you were oblivious to, in fact, you were an enemy of God in your mind. But now when you were born again, you did not receive a new brain. New memories, new information. It comes on a Sunday morning. It comes from the scripture. It comes from connect. When you become aware of that, because it says in the word of God, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God so that we might become aware of what we have freely received from God. So the Holy Spirit is with you. In your bad situation, while you are there cursing out your husband or your wife, while you are there, Doing all sorts of nonsense because of fear. And if your mother or your father walked in the room, <laughs> oh, you would behave. But there is someone in the room <laughs> that you should have more respect for than your own mother. And yet he does not affect your behavior. Because you are not aware of him, you ignore him. I'm so lonely, I've got no one to talk to. Answer the phone, the people. <laughs> yeah? You are sending WhatsApp calls and likes to everything just to get some attention. You have somebody. And when you are going through a situation and you are weak, hold me, hold me. <laughs> Come on, hold me strong. The Holy Spirit doesn't struggle to hold you. <laughs> Pick me up. And the Holy Spirit, it says in our weaknesses, we know not what, to, what we ought to pray for. But the Holy Spirit in our infirmities, he holds us up. And he speaks in your ear. And says, you are strong. 
my son has done something to bring you out of this. Stop talking like that to yourself. And this is what the word of God says. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit is God too. The Holy Spirit has a personality. He is to be related with. You must, you must begin to cultivate this intimacy. Why? The Father is where? In heaven. Our Father? Yeah, Jesus was not misled. So the Father is in heaven. The Son is where? He ascended, remember? To where? And he is he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Far above principality and power and we are seated together with him. And then he says, come, wait. Let's read here together, Luke 3, verse 21. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my son. I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit brought the power and the anointing of God to Jesus. Before that, Jesus was 30 years old at this age. Before that, not even one miracle. Didn't even heal animals. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The mosquitoes would bite him as well. <laughs> he was, there was no power, no supernatural distinction except the prophecy spoken concerning him. And then when he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, when he received the Holy Spirit. Why? The Bible says that Jesus is equal with God, but he emptied himself of divinity. He emptied himself, Philippians, he emptied himself of divinity. Why? Because God could not redeem men. It goes against the principle of priesthood. The priest must be from the tribe. If he's going to represent you, don't bring an alien here. We want someone who looks like you, feels like you, and he is touched by the feeling of your infirmity. This is why he had to empty himself of the deity. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him. He became the Christ, the anointed one. And this is the same way that God wants. Why? Because Jesus is the firstborn in the new race, the new creation, the, the second Adam. And the new creation, which is you, comes in a similitude. They are to be like Jesus. Do you understand? No, you don't. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Because these realities, if they hit your spirit, you will become another person. Another person. You will not have to try. It comes from within. Your convictions will begin to manifest what is inside. Give us the next one. The paracletos. Come, Julio. Let's read together. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Another helper means alos paracletos. Alos means the same kind. Paracletos, the one who comes alongside. The helper. This, for many people, is just religious talk. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes. And then, when you listen to their talk, I am so helped. Less. Renew your mind. And that he may abide with you, how long? Forever. 
The Holy Spirit is one of the things you can receive on earth that is an eternal package to you. You can relate and know the Holy Spirit as well as you would know Him thousands of years from when you died. Your presence in heaven should not give you more access and ability to know the Holy Spirit because He has not waited for you to get there. You have waited for Him to come to you. And now that He has come, you can know Him and He can know you. And He is a person. Meaning, he will begin to lead you. He knows who you are. He knows why you were born. He knows why God made you the way you are. He knows what your gifts are, your strengths are, your abilities are, that you should marry that person, that you shouldn't marry that person, that you should hang out with his friends or not. He knows these things. But the Holy Spirit, one thing about him is that he is a gentleman. He is to be accommodated. Do you understand? And so, in your life, you must accommodate the Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, speaking to the disciples. For He dwells with you and will be in you when? After Jesus goes to the cross, He will now be in you. And then He says, I will not leave you orphans. The only thing better than not being an orphan is actually having a good and wealthy father. Which we do have. Discover. You have too much, you have too little time to be spending talking nonsense with friends who don't know God. While there's so much that has been bequeathed to you and you are not aware of it. If you could actually only spend time getting acquainted with what is on the contents page. Just to know what is in the box of salvation. Then you'll begin to spend your time discovering. You will have so much to be thankful for. Your worship is always on high. Not because you have to, because of what you are seeing. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Who is speaking here? Jesus. I thought you are going. Jesus said he will come. How? In the form of the Holy Spirit. You see the unity? The triunity. The spirit of my father. The spirit of the son. The Holy Spirit will come. And this is what Jesus said. It is better for me to go disciple. Because if I do not go, the helper will not come. And when he comes, he will begin to reveal to you what I've told you about. He will lead you into all truth. And then what will happen is, I can only be with John. And Peter over there will not be able to help me because Jesus has incarnated. Oh man. How God has chosen to make himself weak. So that the sons of men can be made strong. He chose. Jesus was the word, eternal. And yet when he incarnated, he limited himself to a body. Why? Because he wanted mankind in here. And so Jesus cannot be there and there and in some of us prayer meeting and that prayer meeting. But the Holy Spirit is here and is here and is here and is there and is there and is there in its fullness. Sevenfold. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit, one, 
Many people see a picture like this. Hold me nicely. <laughs> you are walking and the Holy Spirit is trailing behind. Lord, please, I need some money or whatever. Lord, I need to get married. Lord, I need to whatever. And this is your life. And the Holy Spirit is grieved. You are taking him to all sorts of nonsense things. Because you share a house. Have you ever been a roommate? And you are the clean one. You are the holy one that doesn't have a girlfriend. The Holy Spirit is sharing this temple. He keeps it clean. He keeps it healthy. He keeps it excited. He keeps it beautiful. The Holy Spirit. We share the place. And so the way that it must be. In fact, you know, God respects man so much. He doesn't want the sons to be like at the back. Being dragged by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's not the picture he wants. He wants sons who are princes. They, they talk with the father like this. Do you see? This is why he didn't make us lesser sons. We are like Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. He made us. This, oh. He didn't have to. He could have made some religion that is all about slaves and servants and pay your money or what, what, what. He, he brought us into sonship. And then raised us to the place where we are seated with his son, Jesus. Gave us the same spirit, anointed us just like the son. And then made us kings and gave us an inheritance not co-inheritance you get 20 percent we have 80 percent with jesus he gave us joint inheritance you have access to the bank account and so does jesus same pin same access and the holy spirit is eager to make the church rise because the devil's work is to make you ignorant of what you have received in the Holy Spirit and to make you aware of all your needs, everything that you don't have. You don't even have the Holy Spirit. If he's there, he's there for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. And this is grievous. But the truth, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It shall make you free. Give us the next one. Ephesians 5.18 Do not get drunk with wine. Have a seat. Thanks, Julia. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and stupidity. When you are getting into wine, and you, when your conscience is open, for those of you who want to legalize uh, psychedelic drugs, when your conscience is open, demonic possession. One time I was asked by friends of mine, and I've done other things, but getting drunk is not one of the things that I've done in my life. And so they asked me, no, why don't you drink? And I said, no, I'll have a little bit here, a little bit there, because I come from a denomination where the communion is real white. <laughs> where there is new wine. <laughs> so a little bit here, a little bit here, you know, birthdays and stuff, but not drunk. And then they said, why not? Because sometimes you, can, you just need something to make you a little bit tipsy, you know, <laughs> just to enjoy the party a bit. <laughs> so I said, what if I'm tipsy and then the next day I killed someone? 
Yeah. How do you know what you will do when you are out of your mind? You have children. You have a wife. You cannot afford to be out of your mind for two seconds. Because that devil is prowling around like a lion. Looking for whom he may devour. Immediately when cup number four goes in, <laughs> some Delilah will come. <laughs> and she will not come saying, take me now. Like Potiphar's wife. That was not the right time. <laughs> take me now. She will come and say, oh, you are a pastor. Please pray for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me pray. For and there the devil comes in. I cannot afford to get drunk. Sorry. <laughs> right? And so you must always be in your right mind. For your sake. If we are out of our minds, it is for God's sake. And the only way that we get out of our minds is when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. When we are drunk in the Spirit. Right? When we are going for our number two of songs in the Spirit. And we begin to see visions of our family. Do not get drunk with wine. It's a waste of your life. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. It will bring another dimension to your life. Yeah? And so these next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. We'll speak about the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. What is important is for you to participate in this. It says earnestly, desire the best gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Your life is to be supernatural. Your friends should look at you and you are an enigma to them. When you walk in the room, the whole place begins to change. When you are in the home, the children know the Holy Spirit is here. Why? Because you carry him in you. Do you understand? And you must make yourself aware of that. Many of you, you are condemning yourself and saying, no, I'm not good enough. I'm falling into that, falling into that, falling into this, falling into that. The only reason why you are in bondage is because you don't know the truth. Once you know the truth in a certain area, chains fall off immediately. Immediately. And the Holy Spirit has come in his fullness upon the church, upon you, each one of you, to be able to bring you into Christ. Two minutes. I was born from a family that is a minister's family. My parents were ministers. But in our denomination, there was no such thing as baptism and the Holy Spirit and all. So at, at grade four, I get born again because of a teacher that led me to Christ. And so... Then, from that time until high school, I am born again, but I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, no miracles, no supernatural, just Bible, which is good. Then, I come to high school, the land of temptations. And then, at high school, I happened to meet church. I got discipled, and then, at grade 11, I got baptized in water, which is contrary to the denomination. <laughs> But you must do what you need to do. And then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. As I came out of the water, they laid hands on me and began to pray for me to receive the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in these other languages for the first time. My personality before that, very timid, very shy. I grew up with five sisters and a strong mother. So I could have gone that other way, Julia. <laughs> There's a lot well taken care of, if you know what I'm saying. And then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
And after that, boom. The preaching just came. You can't help it in the hostel, at the assembly, started taking leadership positions. The timid person went to the background. The Holy Spirit's personality is now beginning to take over. You begin to lead people older than you. That's what David said. You begin to counsel people's marriages. You don't even have your own one. Right? In the midst of that, you have your issues where you are struggling with all sorts of sin issues and stuff like that, but the Holy Spirit's voice in you testifies to you that you are a child of God. You are not backsliding. Even if you have to walk through these stones, you will walk through them and I will clean you up, but I am here with you, not for you to go back. This is the voice inside. Led me all the way. I went to study in South Africa, got married. Miracles begin to happen. Miracles! Outside of the church. Wanted to go into ministry, got blocked. Wanted to go into this, got blocked. Why? The Holy Spirit is now in charge. That sometimes I wanted to feel, can I not just flee to another nation just for a season of sin? <laughs> Don't look at me like that, it's true. When you come at the airport, some believer will pick up, this is a brother I have a prophetic word for him. Where are you going, master? <laughs> you can no longer hide from God. Every club you go in, I remember. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> there, was, there was a lady. I think I was going out. I wanted to go out with her because she was a model. Right? Second year from Italy. <laughs> and I knew this is a Delilah. <laughs> See myself there in the club. And you just know, what are you doing? <laughs> All the latest moves are not even all there, but you are. <laughs> and God sends people until you get ripped out of that situation. This is not for you. Without the Holy Spirit, where would you be? And he has come, as we close, he has come to bring the presence of Jesus to us. You have no disadvantage. Your life is higher than the lives of others. You have the Holy Spirit with you and the Holy Spirit will acquaint you with him and you'll begin to learn about that. Let us stand. Right where you are, just begin to lift up your hands to the Lord and thank him. If you are here this morning, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus personally. You might have been religious in your life. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ this morning. If that's you, you want to give your life to Christ, you haven't done that before, just wave your hand at me. I want to pray for you. If that's you, if you're here this morning. <laughs> Is there anyone like that this morning? You have to wave because I can't see so well. Some people have raised it. I see that hand. Is there anybody else here? Is there anybody else here? You want to give your life to Christ? Let's just put our hands down so that I can see who, who actually wants to make a commitment this morning. Is there anybody like that? Just lift your hand nicely. I just want to pray with you. You want to give your life to Christ. You are not born again. You want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you, just raise your hand nice and high so that we can pray for you. Okay. And then he say, any of you here, you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
you're a Christian, but you don't have the, the, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit with you. You have not received the Holy Spirit's baptism. Is there anyone like you who want to pray for you to receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit? Just raise your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? This is free. And many people wait decades before they experience the Spirit of God. If that's you, just come forward, come and line up here. The Holy Spirit is going to begin to touch you. Come as if you are coming to receive something. Just come, don't hesitate. Church is for these kind of things. We didn't come for anybody's opinion. Just come and look at me right here, stand here. Anyone else you want to receive Jesus or you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Come! Without the Holy Spirit, your life with God will be dry. But the word of God says, rivers of living water will flow from your belly. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to come into your life. You need him to touch you. You need him to turn you into another man. Into another man. Just hold your hands like this, open like this. Say, Holy Spirit, I've heard about you. I want to know you. Lord Jesus, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit right now. Fill me with your gifts. Fill me with your grace. In Jesus' name. We're going to begin to lay hands on you and you're going to begin to feel the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Raya talabasumbara Maya losakaya mangura busadaya Laya yeya kubalaya rusna Ema tuleka masunduresha Laya ramasuyozi kelebara ndaramasoteya Lebara wakandaramasoteya Elabasara the Holy Spirit gives desire to speak utterance. Balaya talabatara batala batala barabata darabasa. Lekarabaya shetele mandala basanda rabasuto lebarabaya kantala bababa. So as you get desire, you begin to speak in tongues. Begin to express your heart to God through your mouth in the name of Jesus. Labarabababa. There it is. 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 Hi, kamo shalam panande rebasa kide lo rebasanta labakana le baraba santa nama eshetele bakotoni ndaraba kote debashi mere balanda raba yoshikele mandara bakole basindere yele pasandara. This couple over here, Eli behind you. This couple over here, behind you. Are you guys together? Are you together? The Lord is shining a light on you guys. He is calling you deeper into a relationship with him he is saying that it's like you are at the edge of the waters your feet are getting wet and you're ready but the holy spirit is taking you deeper like never before this week you will begin to engage the holy spirit especially in dreams and visions it's going to come into your life god has called you to and he set you apart for great things young man and God is calling you to really, really, really begin to seek his face. And you'll begin to experience transformation like never before. It will spread out to your friendship circles. It will spread out to your family. You'll begin to see the life of God and the blessing of God over your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.